Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Storyteller Issue 7, Pandemonium. On the cover, Vanessa and Edwin are wrapped in each other's arms, encircled by red hex runes. In the background, Diane dances with Katerina while Perdue hovers over her shoulder. The cover is bordered with the Greek Meandros pattern. We turn the page and our story begins. On the first page of the issue, just inside the cover, there is an editor's note. This arc contains graphic imagery, violence, and substance abuse. The issue opens on a mail slot of an old-fashioned house. The first panel, the mail slot is empty. Then it falls open and mail drops through. The storyteller's gloved hand picks it up and, over several panels, he walks towards his study, rifling through it. Just as he steps through the door, his hand lands on a red envelope. He opens it and pulls out a card in the shape of a heart, which he flips open. He then glances up at the reader and says, Diane and Vanessa are in interim destruction, and Purdue is hiding in the shadow's obstruction, and Edwin is hungry for more than just food, while intoxicated dancers get in the mood. But for fighting or flirting, who can be sure? Either way, it will be an exciting dance floor. Will this dance be a diamond or cubic zirconium? You'll just have to find out in this issue, Pandemonium. He places the valentine on a table. Though we don't see what's inside it, we do see that it's next to a comic with the same cover. It flutters in the wind, and we turn the page, and our story begins. We cut over to Diane. So I'm guessing you guys are, like, have already had sex, and you hear, you hear, you heard somebody come in a few minutes ago, um, but did not see them. Can I make a recommendation? Yeah. Can the camera, like, stand up above you? We can do a top-down shot of Vanessa. And then, like, swoop over, like, two stalls where I'm fixing my dress and fixing my heels. Love it. I love that so much. And I think I'm also, like, as that's happening, like, pull a cigarette out from inside the boot and, like, light it. And it is notably just a cigarette. It is not a joint or anything. I have opted to not partake in any drugs or alcohol tonight. I'm just here to watch the chaos. Excellent. But I think for dramatic effect, when you when you like first inhale, I think is when the paranoia first starts. Spectacular. What paranoia specifically are you starting to feel? I think it's specifically like, and it's so high school, but it's like people disliking me and people like talking about me behind my back. As I'm like opening the door to leave, I hear Buck say something like, well, that was fine. And I turn and I'm like, excuse me? I, I mean, it was just... We're in a locker room. We've had more fun locations. I mean, yeah, but you're right. We have. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then I think I go back out to the dance floor. And as I get out there, I start like hearing like people like whispering and like I see people like talking about me. But also like the party starting to like really ratchet up and ratchet, not meaning be trashy, but also ratchet up meaning be trashy. And like people are starting to like being like hot and heavy on the dance floor and. I think there's a lot of really passive-aggressive energy in the air. There's a lot of, like, really tense people talking behind each other's backs. Not just about me, but I'm reading it as about me. Yeah, and I think we see, like, a bunch of, like, there's, like, four chaperones total. And, like, sometimes one of them will step in trying to break up a couple that's, like, grinding. But there's just, there's too many people that are pretty drunk. Phenomenal. Now I want to switch over to Edwin and Purdue. You guys are in a, like, a sports supply closet. <laughs> And I definitely imagine this is like so little space where like a couple inches between our faces. Yes. So how do you know? Mm, how do I know what? What happened last summer? Mm, such a nice summer. 
Are you fucking with me? What what is, what's your game here? Hmm. If I had to pick a game, I would definitely go with chess. Are you a good chess player? I think we get Ed just staring, dumbfounded at Purdue. So the stuff I took is gonna cause hallucinations. Yes. <laughs> I think like my vision clouds a bit and I see like some color shifts and I blink them back. And I think of it, yeah, I'm gonna start trying to like get out of the closet here. Purdue's got me creeped out. I'm not feeling well. Are you okay? No, I I took some. It's starting to kick in. And what do you want from me? Hmm, that's a good question. What do you want me to want from you? I want to try to gaze into the abyss here. Yeah, sure. I think we get a, a shot of like me leaning towards uh, Purdue, like my eyes getting that like bloodshot hunger look. And I'm going to roll with my phenomenal dark. Excellent. That is a one. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to point out the other move I took for my playbook. When you gaze into the abyss, the abyss will share with you its hunger. Treat that hunger as one of your own until you satiate it and mark experience when you do. Excellent. You're looking at Purdue and you've got like all of the colors around him. So Purdue, what do you want from him? Because he's going to get something different from this. Uh, I just want to be near him, like always. The colors shift to like kind of a red. And you start like getting this feeling of just just danger. The hunger that you're getting, you're getting from this is kind of stalkery. I think at that, I just turn and run. I don't think I really even know where I'm going. I just run. Excellent. So yeah, let's shift over to Vanessa. I just want to add one thing that um, as the as he's running, the camera stays focused on Perdue, and he just whispered, "I'll see you later, mon ami." Oh my God, Perdue Cruci adds so much. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, I want to switch over to Diane, who I think you you said that you had just left the locker room. Yeah, I think I'm like in the crowd now, and like hearing people talk about me, like starting to move faster and faster and faster. So it was like a walking through the crowd, like socializing. And now it's almost like a full sprint. And I think I run directly into Edwin. And Edwin is like crystal clear. Like everyone in the room is like whispering, whispering, whispering. When I like run into Edwin, everything gets really quiet. Where are we at this point? It sounded like you had just walked out of the closet. So you're probably like maybe like 10 feet away from it. Oh, is Purdue still close by? I think he's still in the closet. So we like run into each other. Uh, can we like, is this physical? Can we like hit the ground? I think so. Yeah. I, I kind of start scrambling my feet. I'm like, what the fuck? Watch where you're going. I see who it is. Like, what are you doing out here? And I think I put my hand down to like reach my hand down to help drag you up. It was really loud in there and I just had to get away. I think at this point, like she saw Edwin come out of the closet and then as they're talking, she sees Perdue walking out of the closet and he looks Diane straight in the eye, gives her a wink and walks towards the uh, locker rooms. I want to lash out physically. Perfect. I see Perdue wink and then I immediately am like feral. And I think I like just like leap over and just like grab Perdue by the hair and just like push, the, uh, push him against a wall. Sweet. So roll with volatile. That is an eight. So on a seven to nine, you harm them, but choose one. I'm becoming my darkest self. Oh, excellent. Uh, can you read the paragraph for darkest self? Hell yeah, I can. 
they failed you again. This whole mess is their fault, and why should you have to suffer the consequences of their idiocy? You need to make an example out of each of them. A cruel and unwavering example. You escape your darkest self when you relinquish part of your power to someone more deserving, or when you destroy an innocent person in order to prove your might. Excellent. Is there is there a physical change? I think you just see my like green eyes turn like gold, but like no other physical change than that. And I think this darkest self is way more calculating than a lot of the other ones. Like a lot of the other ones go immediately to like fighting and vicious like immediate action. I think that Diane is a calculating darkest self. Excellent. Uh, who also just did one of the more impulsive things. So you've just pinned Purdue up against a wall. As I'm holding Purdue there, I'm like, you're going to go now, and you're not going to come back to this dance. If I see you again, trust me, you don't want to know what will happen. That kind of sounds like you're trying to shut someone down. I think I'm actually going to spend my one of my strings on Purdue and tempt them to do what I want. As I get pinned to the wall, my hat smacks against the wall, and I bite my lip, and it starts bleeding. And I lick my lips and look Diane straight in the eye and go, well, I'll leave for now, but I might be back. And I just shrug her off and walk towards the locker rooms. And that was such an aloof move that I'm going to try to roll to see if that turned Diane on or not. There we go. It failed. A six. Oh, man. So Diane is not turned on, but do you have a response for that? I think you see my eyes just like flash gold one more time. And I think I'm actually just really angry about this. Like I think that that like made me really, really mad. And I turn and I like grab Edwin by the hand and I'm like, come on, Edwin, let's go dance. And I think I want to roll to shut uh, Purdue down. Okay. Let's roll plus cold. That is a seven. You want a seven to nine? Choose one. I think I want to give them the condition of obsessive. I just want to switch it from Edwin to me. Oh, so trying to make him obsessed with you? Yeah. And then, uh, Purdue, you also give can give a condition to Diane. I'm going to give her the condition infatuated with Purdue. Perfect. Excellent. And then you guys had established that you guys were, were leaving in different directions. So, like, I think, do you, do you guys, like, give each other, like, one last, one last look before you turn away? I don't think I do. I think that I'm so in the calculating mode that I drag Edwin to the middle of the dance floor. I think I pull back against that. Mm, like, okay. as you grab my hand and, like, come on, let's go dance, I, like, pull my hand back. I'm like, why would I dance with you? I think I turn and I look at you and I'm like, I mean, I'm the most popular person in school. And you're you, so. Yeah, but you're no fun. Says the person who drank my herbs earlier. Who do you think organized all of that? It doesn't mean I want to dance with you. I'm going to turn and start walking away. I think that's a shutting someone down. That is a six. (laughs) I'm going to spend one of my strings. I'm going to add to that. To bump that up to a seven? Yeah, to bump it up to a seven. I think I'm going to say, hell, you saw me die, and I still don't give a shit about you. That must have been one of them strings. Excellent. And so on a seven to nine, you choose one. I'm going to have them lose a string on me. You each lose a string on each other. Yeah, so how do you, how do you respond to that, Diane? I think I'm just like, uh, great. Enjoy the rest of your dance. And I'm going to like turn and like stalk into the middle of the floor, and I want to go straight for Katarina. 
Cool. I think I think we'll come back for that. Like we see you heading towards Katarina. But I do want to jump over to the locker rooms where Vanessa has just uh, cast her hex and Purdue just came in. But I think we want to go to Vanessa since she's already in there. So at this point, I'm probably erasing any signs of the circle to be on the safe side, fixing up any creases in my dress and just getting ready to head back out to the stall again at the point when Purdue would arrive. And Purdue, yeah, you're you're entering the locker room? Yeah, I think I enter as she's leaving the stall and it sort of startles her. And I just look at Vanessa and go, thanks for letting me borrow your boy. He's fun. But I think Vanessa stole him away from me. What a shame. Yes, I'm afraid so. There's plenty of us around if you want to take your pick, but... That one's mine. Yeah, that's fine. I think I've got a different thing in mind now. You can have him. See, if there's someone even better than my Edwin out there, I'm staying with Edwin, let's be clear. But I'm interested. Can I help set you up? I mean, I think Diane is currently having a go at him. I wouldn't mind stealing her away from him, if that makes sense. (sighs) Ooh. <laughs> right. So, given that the witch's whole deal is about avenging wrongs done against her, yeah, I can help set you up with that. I'm going to be trying to hide the fact that I'm currently seeing red. Purdue might pick up stuff on that. I'm just going to be smiling ever so sweetly now maybe a little bit of teeth flashing yeah certainly i can help make that work what would you like me to do i mean i know you can do things i'm sure Mm. you can figure something out i can now for me to do this i'm happy to do this without payment consider it a favor to you but for this to happen at all, I will require something personal from her. One, I can help you get together, but you need to facilitate this for me. Bring me something personal from her, and I will set you up on the house, shall we say. I think that's an excellent idea. But just to correct you, mm-hmm. I don't want to get together with her. I just don't want us to be apart. I can do that. Amazing. And then I walk out of the locker rooms. As Pedu leaves, the camera just sort of pans around to Vanessa's face as he, she drops the act. And, <laughs> and she is just livid at Diane at this point. Excellent. And are you also leaving the locker rooms or are you sticking around? Yes, I will head out for now. For one thing, I want to be checking on my man. Secondly, I want to see what the heck Diane's up to. And then I'll work out what I'm doing with hex shenanigans at a later date. Amazing. Yeah, so let's go back to Diane. I and my entire gang are going to start, like, going and, like, dancing with Katarina. I think she's uh, she's kind of ditched the uh, the voting box and has passed it on to somebody else right now. So, yeah, she's she's totally into dancing. I'm, like, playing with her hair and I'm like, this dress is so cute. And I love everything that you're wearing right now. And then I think I'm going to lean in really close and be like, and I'd like it even better if you weren't wearing it. Roll to turn someone on. That's a nine. 
Excellent. So they choose one. She goes towards your ear and says, I'm glad you think so. But I did just see you going into the locker room with Buck. So you trying to get something out of me? I think I'm going to lean back and like make direct eye, direct eye contact with her. And I'm like, Vanessa needs to be Aphrodite. And Purdue needs to be Cupid. Do you understand me? I understand you perfectly. Maybe I should go get that, vo- that voting box back. I think I do like the cheek kiss thing again. I'm like, mwah, mwah. See you later, darling. She blows you a kiss and walks off. I want to turn to the gang and I want to be like, remember the plan from the, the first party we did together? I need that to happen now. We see the, the members of, of your clique. They all kind of like nod and grin. Um, and we, we see them all walking off in different directions. Excellent. We're going to come back with Vanessa has just come out of the locker room. And Edwin, what did you do when you walked away from Diane? Like, where did you go? I just started searching the school for Vanessa. So I'm cool finding Vanessa wherever Vanessa wants to set the scene. Leaving the last scene, I am furious. I am trying to find you as well. So probably going to be having more outward composure by the time I'm on the dance floor. Knowing you, I would be starting at the punch and then working from there. So you might find me at the punch, looking around the dance floor, trying to find you. Sounds good. And I think like we see me cutting, trying to cut my way through the crowd, but when we get the snippets from my vision, there's a lot of like moving shadows and colors on the edges. And, that like, makes sense. Very clearly having trouble like staying grounded and lucid here. Ooh, I should be having trouble as well. What would I be experiencing at this point? Probably something similar, because you guys took the same thing. Yeah. So I'm seeing a whole bunch of swimming colors, and I'm starting to lose my balance. I knew I was in for something like this, but still finding it hard to muscle through nonetheless. I'm going to head straight over to Edwin, and the first thing I'm going to do is claim him as mine, and then ask questions later. So, I am going to be... I'm going with turn someone on. Excellent. Well, what are you doing to turn somebody on? Well, in this case, I'm just going to wrap one hand around the back of his head and pull him in close to a kiss, and I'm going to be quite forward about it. Cool, roll to turn someone on. Hell yeah. Oops. Plus hot. Okay, I'll do. Okay, so Edwin, you get to choose one. You know, I think at this point, I'm stressed beyond belief, barely lucid. I think I just like fully turn into the kiss. <laughs> nice. I'll go for that. So once that moment passes, I'm going to just ask you, I heard something was happening with Diane, darling. What's up with that? I, I, I'm having trouble keeping it all clear, but what she gave us is a lot stronger than I expected. She looks pissed, though. So I'm just going to grin at that and saying, good, she deserves it. And Vanessa's going to make it obvious that she is plotting revenge, but trying not to quite so openly say it, you can tell exactly where her mind is going at this point. And she's going to say, look, come with me, darling. If the drink's starting to get to you, I can 
give you something more pleasant to daydream about. And to be clear about my intentions, I'm planning to use illusions on him in a more private space. But, yeah, anything else could happen at the same time. Edwin is just being dragged around. So you, you're trying to take him somewhere? I'm trying to take him somewhere. Where do you want to go? <laughs> See, the locker room's been done. Actually, why, why, why not? Why mix things up? Let's just go back to the locker rooms. Keep it nice and simple. It's a low-budget show. We gotta keep using sets. <laughs> exactly. There's only so many sets. Yep, you going with that, Edwin? It sounds super thrilling, so I think not to. I'd probably have to keep my cool. So I think just yes. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so I think we, we see you guys going in that direction. And I want to switch to Purdue. What, a, what are you up to? I'm trying to find some sort of personal item from Diane, but um, I I'm looking around the, uh, the gym and I'm I'm what do I see? Most people are on on the dance floor and people are absolutely trashed. Like looking from an outsider's perspective, like everybody's a absolutely hot mess. Like it doesn't look like there's anybody sober except the chaperones. And Diane, where are you in this crowd? I think I'm like going around and like whispering really horrible things in people's ears being like a lot of like stirring up their big darkest insecurities i'm not actively plotting at the moment i'm just being vicious and terrible because my plot's already in motion so i'm like did you see the way she was looking at him Mm, she's clearly got feelings for him and then to someone else being like i think he's cheating on you or i can't believe that she wore the same dress as you that's pretty low trying to like rile up the crowd to make everyone uh essentially like, break out into like bloodbath okay so i'm gonna have you roll to manipulate an npc just to manipulate the crowd as a whole cool what do i roll that with is that just that a is with hot that's a 12 amazing so on a 10 up uh they'll do what you want if you give them a bribe a threat or a motive i feel like motive is what i'm doing excellent when purdue is looking out in the crowd like we we can see diane kind of like stirring things up so Purdue, what do you do i just think i'm just gonna walk straight up to diane and just look at her and go can i have your number oh right i'm infatuated i was about to be like ha that's cute but i'm infatuated with you and i'm like of course you can here give me your phone i don't have a phone so if you could write it down that would be perfect why do you want my number if you don't have a phone i have coins there's bound to be a payphone somewhere Conveniently, Katarina walks by and she's got the uh, voting box, which conveniently has some paper and pens. I think I'm going to take one of the pens and just write on Purdue's hand. Right. I'll go find that payphone then. And I just walk off again and I go look for Vanessa. Amazing. I want to get a scene with Vanessa and Edwin. Like, what are you guys, what are you guys doing in this locker room? I imagine there is going to be a fade to black at some point during this. But in particular, because I can either very obviously cast a hex to someone at their face, or I can use a token to do it secretly from a distance. In this case, I am getting Edwin somewhere private where I can just do it straight to his face. And I am going to be giving him a non-existent subtext of infatuation with me. I am going to have every star align during this date to prove how we are the ones to be together. And I'm going to sell this to him as 
helping counteract the punch. Okay, how does that how does that look? How do you do that? So I think my eyes would probably go full on black and I would be chanting in tongues. I imagine it's a mix of many languages from a lot of scraps of tradition that uh, Vanessa has learnt from around the world. And she is just going to be leaning forward, whispering in his ear as she casts this hex. Cool. Um, and can you roll your hellcasting roll, uh, move for me? Absolutely. Rolling so... with dark. Okay. So either it does a harm to me, the hex has weird side effects, or it triggers my darkest self. Oh, for the sake of drama, it has to be my darkest self, right? Oh man, we're gonna have two people in darkest selves at the same time. I am about it. Yeah, we gotta do it. Cool. So read your darkest self for me. The time for subtlety and patience is over. You're too powerful to put up with their garbage any longer. You hex anyone who slights you. All of your hexes have unexpected side effects and are more effective than you are comfortable with. To escape your darkest self, you must offer peace to the one you have hurt the most. Oh man, incredible. <laughs> okay, so I think for this particular hex, you don't get a side effect, but I think in any hex after this, while you're in your, your darkest self, you will get a side effect. Absolutely. So Edwin, you have been hexed. <laughs> Did we get a fade to black during that? But not entirely, but if you want to fade, fade to black then, then yeah, we can. Vanessa? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Cool. And do you guys want to check your, your sex moves? Yes. So I gain a, a sympathetic token from Edwin. He knows about it and it's, he's cool with it. What do you want? Let's say a lock of your hair to be nice and simple. Sounds good. When you have sex with someone, create a new hunger. So I'm going to write down Vanessa under my growing list of hungers. <laughs> oh, amazing. So that feels appropriate with the hex. Indeed. Absolutely. Sweet. Can I walk in on them with my creep move? <laughs> yes. I think this would be afterwards. Like we have, we yeah, have yeah. faded to black. Right. Near the end of the fade, yeah. Yeah, what's your creep move? When you silently witness someone in their most private moment, you gain a string on them. Cool. So it sounds like you're gaining a string on both of them. Sounds up to me. Cool. So, Purdue, you come in on the end of this. Uh, are you doing this secret secretively or openly? I'm going to stand in the door and wait for them to see me. Like when they're heading out? Yeah. I actually have a bit of conversation here that Purdue could overhear. Cool. Like after we come out of the fade, I think like while putting clothes back on, at some point I look over at Vanessa. I'm like, you know, I can, I remember dying, like being dead. I'm glad you came back. I'm just going to cut his face and say, if anyone was going to come back, I'm glad it was you. I think I get a bit of a grin, and then it turns into a frown. I'm like, there was this door, and I, I tried to open it, but it just wouldn't open. So I came back, and then mm -hmm. that's when you all found me. And I had the move ending. You remember every detail of your death. When you tell someone about it, give them the condition morbid and roll to turn them on with cold. Oh, okay. amazing. <laughs> so let's see how this goes. I just can't <laughs> roll uh, successfully, ever. That's a five. No, no matter what game it is. <laughs> nope. That's uh, My brand is rolling low. I still get morbid anyway, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is probably turning you off a bit. How do you react to that? I'm just going to 
pause for a moment while I try to figure this one out and go, I just sort of brush it aside saying, you'll have to tell me more about that later. But now let's get back to the party, darling. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so as you guys head out, there is Purdue at the door to the locker room. Ooh, and you chose the wrong time to come in front of someone in their darkest self. But then again, no, no, because you're doing what I want you to do. So yeah. you wouldn't, I wouldn't consider you to be slighting me at this point. I'm going to walk straight past Ed and then in passing, look at him and go, I'm not sure if you would like what's on the other side of the door, though. And then I'm going to turn to Vanessa and show my hand and go, I got some handwriting. Will this do? It's supposed to be a personal item. There's nothing personal about her writing down her number. She gets remembered to everyone. She's the most popular girl in school. I was more thinking that the fact that I got her personal writing on my hand, that's why I didn't want to give my phone. I'm not sure if that works because I'm willing to make it not work. But that was my thinking is not the number itself, but the physical act of writing it on someone's skin. Half the decorations in this dance are her work. I would say that she's probably not that attached to her penmanship or her number. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to count. But I think it does make sense that Purdue would would think that that would count. <laughs> I'm down for rolling with this situation, knowing that it's not going to count. I think she's going to try to pull a hex anyway, and it's not going to work. And given that I'm in my darkest self, I'm not going to be at all happy about that. Excellent. What does that look like? So I imagine that when I'm trying to um, cast this hex, I'm going to be like running my nail across the ink on Purdue's hand, just slash slashing it out a bit more forcefully than I perhaps intend to. Can I hear this hex happening? Yes, I think you could feel the hex being cast. I'm down for that. If the hex is being cast and I feel it happening, like with the vague goddess powers I have, I can like almost like bounce it back or like reject the call kind of. I'm open to interpretation here. I have nothing against this. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so what I was trying to do here was to get her even more deeply infatuated with Purdue to pull her away from Edwin. For me to be on the receiving end of that, and are we having unexpected side effects kicking in at the same time? I mean, the hex isn't working, so no. Okay, that's fair. So in that case, I would be hexing myself to see Purdue in a kinder light at the very least. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I'm cool with that. With this having not worked, I'm going to be... Actually, would I know? Would I be able to tell that it hadn't worked? Yeah, you would definitely know that it didn't work. Mm. So I would probably just caress Purdue's hand gently and say, I'm afraid that's not going to work, Purdue. Not for a lack of trying. You've done very well to get this. But it needs to be far more intimate than this if I'm going to set you up together. It might be that she won't simply give you something as personal as this will need. You might need to take something surreptitiously if I'm going to be able to prevent anyone from keeping you apart. Does that work? I think we can make this work, yeah? I believe in you. Shall all three of us head to the dance floor then? 
Certainly. Edwin? Edwin like puts an arm around Vanessa. Thank you, darling. Drawing her noticeably closer than they were like when they first entered. Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, so we're going to smash cut back to the dance floor. And the as you guys exit, the music like gradually comes to a halt. And we see Katarina uh, taking the mic from the DJ. All right, everyone. It's time to announce our Valentine's Cupid and Aphrodite. And we, we see the crowd like cheering. But it's it's very weird cheering since everybody is so messed up. As this is happening, I want a moment where I like try to like reach out psychically, uh, use into the abyss, and just like make sure that all my people are ready. Okay, that is roll with dark. Oof, my dark is a minus one, so I need this to go well. That did not go well. That was a six. Amazing. How does it look when you are trying to gaze into the abyss? I think I'm like standing on the edge of the crowd, like everyone's cheering, and like my eyes blink and. Also, the entire room is gold, and we see like slow motion, almost like echolocation style of me like scanning the room and making sure all my people are ready. And I think that we see two of the three people in place. We see uh, Theo and Buck in place, but I think May is not. And I want to like snap at May and spend my string on her to move that up to a seven. Okay. And be like, you were supposed to be there right now. God, you are useless. I don't even know why I keep you around. The abyss shows you confusing and alarming visions, but you get your answer nonetheless. I think that I see that, like, everyone is in place, but it's, like, something is going to go really hideously wrong. And I see that, like, my future self, like, something bad is going to happen, but I don't know what it is. I just see, like, the entire room covered in red and lots of really darkness. Like, lots of darkness. Normally, like, all my magic stuff is gold and color, but this is all, like, red and black. Yeah, I think you are you are filled with like this overwhelming sense of dread. Cool. And so we go back up to the DJ's booth where Katarina is ready to announce our Cupid and Aphrodite. On the following page, the storyteller is standing, silhouetted by the glow of the fireplace. His text bubble reads, Roses are red, and so is the rage of our two heroines as we turn each page. Diane's gang is plotting, but then to what ends? Will she and Vanessa ever find themselves friends? Chance is good that they won't, but we'll just have to wait for our upcoming issue, Storyteller, Issue 8. He throws something in the flame and walks away. The next panel cuts in to show the valentine he received, open, burning in the fire. We are only able to catch a few words, Happy Valentine's Day, from, before it is engulfed in flames. The handwriting is incredibly familiar, though. And with that, our issue comes to an end. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Anthony Sheets and T.P. Huth and edited by Anthony Sheets. Anthony can be found on Twitter at Icy New Year or at IcyNewYear.com. T is the host of Incubator On Air, a new play podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. She can be found at Playwright on Twitter or tphuth94 on Instagram. This issue was GM by Elliot Peterson. She can be found on Twitter at Elliot Yelenton. Diane is played by T. Huth. Edwin is played by me, Anthony Sheets. Purdue is played by Simon Meskins. You can find him on Twitter as at Gilberecki. Vanessa is played by Ardent Dawn. The music for this issue was Classic Horror 1 by Kevin McLeod. A link to the license and his website will be in the show notes. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. 
She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes and recommending it to friends. Word of mouth is really the best way for us to bring these stories to more people. If you'd like to support us financially, check us out on patreon.com slash moonharborheroes. Supporting us there will give you access to bonus episodes each month. And uh, thanks for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.